0: Hello, and welcome to episode six of Cadence Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Noah Cote. Noah is a rapper and a poet, and he has a visual album coming out this month called Make You Happy. Be sure to like his Facebook page at Make You Happy and follow him on Instagram at narcothebeat. Today, Noah and I are discussing Lil Wayne's 2008 record, The Carter Three, and how it's influenced Noah's life and his music. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to episode six of Cadence podcast. Uh, today, I'm joined by Noah Cote. Noah, thank you for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having me, dude.
0: No problem. So on Cadence, we break down one or two albums. Um, we, we look at how how they've influenced your life. So for you, uh, that one of those albums is Lil Wayne's The Carter
1: Three. Like yes, yeah,
0: so I guess we'll just start off with how has this album influenced you and in what ways has it impacted your life?
1: Sure. So I'm a big hip hop guy, right? Uh and the Carter 3 was kind of the first time that I got to experience hip hop that was outside of like I don't know. I guess you could say my my experiences or like my domain. Like growing up, it, it it you know first the first kind of music that I heard was like Backstreet Boys and like those kind of bands that you know would be on TV on Much and stuff, or that my parents would play the records, that kind of stuff. Um, and then when I was super young, uh, my parents actually gave me a, the Marshall Mathers LP, and so that was like my first introduction to hip hop. And then for a while, it was just like bumping Eminem and and after like so long I started to get into other people like my friend introduced me to all kinds of people like TI and Ludacris and all the Dirty Cell stuff which like I was a huge fan of somehow like you know 11 year old little <laughs> kid bumping that stuff um, and then yeah so then Carter Three came out in 2008 uh, and I was in like grade 8 grade 9 and that thing just like blew up and like changed a lot of the people's perspectives on like what hip hop was, I feel like. And so for me, in this long-winded way of saying it, like Carter 3 was like it was sort of the first kind of like really happy, impactful, but also really smart album that I listened to. Like it kind of showed me that like somebody's experiences cuz like I don't know like I could relate to somebody like Eminem or like now it's somebody like Mac Miller that that kind of stuff like people who haven't necessarily gone through the kinds of things that people like, you know, uh, Lil Wayne or uh, Biggie or Tupac or the kind of stuff those people go through. Right. Um, so like hearing Lil Wayne for the first time, it like, it just kind of like impacted the way that I thought about my life because of the way that he was able to articulate the feelings that he was going through. And, uh, yeah. So I don't know. Feel like that didn't really make yeah. sense. No, no, it does
0: for <laughs> sure. And I, I know what you mean with Carter Three, is I think you know, and I was I was about in grade eight too and I didn't you know, I wasn't listening to heavy lyrical hip hop stuff yeah. at that age, you know, I wasn't listening to um a lot of those those guys in the two thousands. But I think Wayne with Carter Three did such a good job of towing the line between saying important things, um making you know important relatable content with great you know he he was always such a good lyricist Mm -hmm. but he also had the hits on that like lollipop you know lollipop is there's not a ton there but it's such just a catchy great song yeah with great production and the auto-tune thing you know he kind of was on in, in on that wave and yeah so i just think that that was you know and obviously it's shown because it's really stood 10 years later it's really stood the test of time for um yeah
1: absolutely it's like one of the classics and you bring up a really good point like getting down to it i feel like lil wayne was one of the first people that kind of walked the line between conscious and pop right like misunderstood mm-hmm. was I, I was just listening to it today and it's like <laughs> it's still 10 years later like unbelievably oh, mind-blowing God, Like please. gotta be explained. so for those who understand meet Dwayne. for eight and a half months I gave him a seat to pain, young money baby, keep the chain. he just rips Al Sharpton to shreds yeah. and while doing it that's kind of what I mean about how he articulates things in a way that I feel like you know, because he's not like screaming it and shouting it and necessarily talking about like guns and drugs and all that at the same time Like he he delves into this sort of poetic Freestyle thing on this, like, what is it? It's like an eight-minute track or yeah. something like that, right? Yeah. And um just talks about the way that he feels and the way that growing up he felt in New Orleans and the culture that surrounded him. And like, it, it's not even a song at that point. It's literally just like a speech, Basically right? A stream of consciousness. Yeah, it's a stream point. of consciousness yeah. thing for sure. And like a poem, honestly. Like he gets up and does like poetry. And I feel like I've seen tons of interviews where he's like. I'm not a poet like what the hell are you talking about like because people always want to try and equivocate hip-hop and poetry and, and you'll have a lot of staunch people that are like no I'm not a poet I rap you know which I totally get um but for him yeah like the yeah the way I perceived that was was like just set apart and it definitely was like me being a product of the time for sure like you know obviously Lollipop um Mrs. Officer um, oh, was yeah crazy. exactly man a Millie, dude it's so good <laughs> it like yeah those songs took over the airwaves it took over my my friend's ringtone was lollipop for the longest time yeah. we'd listen to it just being kids playing xbox and it's like talking about you know sex acts in the club right and like yeah. i'm like yeah dude <laughs> me too right me too I totally do
0: all of this stuff mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah but it's just that catchiness and that like being able to put it on and and The other thing, too, about it, so, like, you have that, like, he's walking the line between, like, a pop and a conscious thing. But then you also have, like, if you listen to that album, can you imagine him doing, being in the booth recording any one of those songs on the album and not having a huge smile on his face? Oh, I know. Like, I feel like that's, like... That was the thing that drew me to him so much was that like he felt so happy on every single one of those songs. And I feel like he still makes that music, like even Carter 5, Carter 4, I'm Not a Human Being. Like all these albums are like, he just <laughs> sounds so happy. You like, can you tell
0: can't... he wants to make it, you know.
1: Exactly. You can't, you can't listen to any one of those songs and, and be like bummed out. I feel like it's like eating pudding. Like you can't eat pudding (laughs) with like a frown, right? You're not like, oh man, it's pudding. Even if
0: it's just pudding, you're not that into you still, you know?
1: Yeah. And, and you have like all the people, you know, you'll have like the, the sad boy rappers today, like you'll have peep or X or whoever. And, and it's like, there's a place for that for sure. But I still think it's super important for people. Well, definitely for myself anyway, to be able to focus on something that's like, it's not even necessary that he's preaching a positive message at any point. It's just the fact that he sounds like he's having yeah, so much fun. Yeah, and, you know,
0: with the beats and, you know, and, uh, yeah, like, They hip-hop. bump, dude. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> They yeah. bump! Because, you know, he's worked with all you know, Kanye, Swiss Beats, all the best. The best, this. yeah. Um, and especially on Carter Carter Three, there was a ton on that. And, you know, I think hip-hop, you know, especially in the 90s, it was just a, you know, a product of the environment, like um, NWA Wu-Tang. Sure. And, you know, the, it was very heavy subject matter and, there was there was a good mixture between you know happy happier songs, but some you yeah. know, a lot of the the content they were rapping about was just well know, it's it was, activism. It was hard. Right? You can't. Yeah, exactly. It's rights based yeah. for sure. So I think again Wayne does a solid job of that. Where it's you know he is talking about you know a lot of the times serious things, but you're yeah. right that it's not you're not gonna listen to it and be like. Bummed. You're not going to be bummed out yeah. for it at all. Yeah, and you know, even a song um, like "On Millie," where it's you know, it's a radio smash. Oh but my like gosh, yeah. he, go- like it's literally. I, I heard that he did it in one take. I don't know if that's true or not. I have But heard he basically that. freestyled it. I wouldn't be surprised. But he, there's no, he there's no hook, that. right? Like, yeah. So it's just him. And I was interested that a song like that, where it's pretty much what four, four and a half minutes of yeah. him just rapping, with you know a cool beat, that was like a huge song on the charts. Not as big mm-hmm. as "Lollipop," but it still was really big and I think that was a really important time because I don't remember a lot of hip-hop songs that didn't have a super catchy hook get that much attention
1: for sure for sure that's absolutely right like it I think it's just about him feeling himself so hard yeah for sure you know like the confidence level. and he was peak at that point absolutely like
0: there was no talk now of him you know people a lot of younger hip-hop listeners you Know, use the wash term, and you know, he's do you think the Carter
1: 5 got slept on?
0: I think so, yeah. I mean, when it came out, like obviously, just because I mean, it's it's hard because it was anticipated for so long, yeah. So, it's almost impossible to live up to that. It's almost like a Drade drop detox now, it's yeah. like you know, but <laughs> yeah. um, hey man, I'm still waiting, yeah, <laughs> me too, <laughs> it'll come. Um, but I think it was, I think it was a solid, I, I enjoyed it, I loved it, you know, it. I, I liked it, it quite a bit, um, but I think people. I think people did like it when it came out. Maybe it's, you know, not insanely critically acclaimed, but I think it was generally positive. Well, it didn't but.
1: do it didn't do like what was Carter 3 was like triple platinum or five yeah. times platinum or something like that. I wasn't really Grammys. expecting that
0: from I don't know.
1: No, like you're not expecting it from a Carter 5, but gosh, it would have been nice to see something about it.
0: Even th- just a couple songs like get like I mean Uproar is pretty big, but yeah. not on the level of some of those hits from Carter 3 were, but
1: No, and like when you look at a situation like that, obviously it was delayed so much because of the label and the management issues. But you hope that the you hope that the fans that were with him waiting for it, like us, waiting for it that whole time. Like there's a there's an issue where people will grow up. So like if we were you know thirteen, fourteen, fifteen when we were listening to Carter Three, like we're growing up and evolving, and music tastes are evolving. And whether people drop off and lose interest, that's another thing. But like you hope that growing up you can like mature with the music you know what i mean yeah for sure so there's a lot of artists that maybe people think don't have that staying power like and so then the artist has to evolve obviously to like keep up with the fans um like justin bieber is a really good example of that definitely like that you can hate on him all you want but that's a person who definitely know how to evolve with the music but uh yeah so like carter five i feel like definitely got impacted by that um the, the 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 generation that streams the most and that does the youtube videos the most like they probably weren't following or like ha- committed enough to follow while the album was taking the time that it needed to come out right yeah, so i feel like that could have contributed to how you know maybe yeah. the lack of blowing up the way a Carter three did
0: and i wonder if yeah a lot of those obviously there was the hardcore fans who've been waiting um but i wonder how much of it they didn't even really realize the kind of the magnitude of the fact that this album is finally coming Mm -hmm. out that he beat you know the 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 whole issue with the label and birdman and now it's like it's here and i think you know a lot of yeah a lot of the younger people uh, younger listeners just probably didn't understand
1: for sure yeah (laughs) the gravity
0: of like what it actually came out yeah
1: because you can't compete at a certain point like again that brings up the dichotomy of like well what you know what do you make for people who want to hear something right like are you going to do that schedule like a Drake or a Lil Wayne or something and work on putting out like a full studio album like once a year or whatever and is that going to be enough for people or is now like the streaming so big that people need like a new piece of something every day like you just drop your singles on YouTube like a six nine or something yeah. right? like obviously Lil Wayne is like the mixtape king like he's putting out content yeah. non-stop for the entire yeah. duration of of four to five but uh yeah you got to wonder how it impacts the artist
0: yeah and i mean even with drake there it's like he seems to always somehow be in the light whether it's a video or even that um when he had god's plan and uh i think it was diplomatic immunity on that scary hours ep like he just he keeps staying in he just he over saturates the market but you know i think that's he's smart and then he puts out a 25 song album instead of like a 12 13 song album that's well crafted he just kind of puts a lot of Quite Are you calling smaller.
1: Scorpion not well crafted? So you're hey, saying?
0: Hey, I mean, Scorpion had some bangers. It had Did some, it? It had some smooth ones. Can you name one? Uh, nonstop was a vibe. Oh my gosh,
1: <laughs> I'm talking not singles, cause I can't. Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, the, some of the introspective songs were decent, like Sandra's Rose and stuff. But okay, no, it certainly wasn't even close to one of my favorite Drake albums. But even my favorite Drake album take care probably
1: that's your favorite Drake album mate. i think so okay
0: that or if you're reading this it's too late is that an, an album i don't know
1: i don't know either yeah, like i, I would it. say that would be my favorite from drake
0: that's, uh, in terms of like confidence rapping drake like yeah that's exactly that's to speak, for sure but even something like take care i think could have been incredible if he would have cut like four five six of those songs mm-hmm. but he didn't and it's not that's why for me like it's my favorite but it's not i wouldn't say it's like you know one of my favorite albums ever that's fair. Yeah. So with Carter three, was it mainly kind of time and place? Like, what makes what makes this one more impactful for you over like um, Carter two or like the first one? I wasn't Another really
1: bumping types? Lil Wayne before the yeah, Carter three. Just because it's for like... sure. It was a time and place thing for me to get into it for sure, and then just the staying power of how the music impacted me i think is what yeah. contributed to it
0: and going back like i've kind of um you know i went back and re-listened to the album a couple times since you kind of told me that it was the one that impacted most mm-hmm. and a lot of these songs just sound like they could have come out today they don't really absolutely like um, it's crazy. um dr carter is like yeah it's almost like prophetic just talking about how you know he's yeah that's just amazing <laughs> yeah
1: i agree and and also you're always going to have that aspect of certain things that you hear when you're at a certain age are just going to stay with you because they're what you made memories with right exactly so that was kind of one of the hardest things for me to be able to pick out one album for this was like because i guess i'm so young you know i still have these like some of the most important memories of my life are like you know 14 to 19 kind of thing so it's just like those nights of you know whether it was partying or whether it was just being with a few friends and or whether it's even just driving around right like Carter 3 was just a staple and all those things. There was a song for everything on there, like whether you're in the dumps or whether you're having a great time, like yeah, yeah, that was the soundtrack. and you just felt I just felt it. Mm-hmm. So.
0: And it was just very, it was very creative like a lot of those individual songs like um, you know Mr. Carter's kind of like Jay, like Sean Carter passing yeah, the yeah. <laughs> passing the torch and yeah. then um, yeah, like Dr. Carter is such an interesting way to you know uh, break down what's wrong with the game and how Wayne is still you know, at the at his peak and why he's gonna what you blast. <sighs> okay, let me put my
1: gloves on, and my scrubs on Doctor Carter to the rescue. Excuse me if I'm late, but like a thief it takes time to be this great. Uh so just wait, your style is a disgrace, your rhymes are fifth place yeah. and um,
0: Or like about the beat crazy. build where it's the whole thing is just literally the beat building mm-hmm. <laughs> until the end. So I just appreciate um you know, interesting creative song structures. Like even within an album it doesn't have to be this huge concept album that the whole thing ties together you can even just be creative with individual songs and just have interesting structure like that
1: yeah i totally agree he was definitely experimenting like a concept song was definitely a big part of that album that was like i feel like it was his whole vibe i feel like he does he doesn't necessarily go for that as much anymore like i felt yeah. that really big on the carter five was that was one thing i i noticed it it didn't feel like other than that um outer space dragon unicorn one whatever was that the one with
0: nikki or no <laughs> yeah yeah i think so um or even uh, what was the one with kendrick mona lisa where it's kind of yeah was okay just, you know, no very, fair enough actually that was yeah. more like a story mona lisa thing. for sure yeah
1: no but i guess that's that, that i would definitely include that too i'd rate that for sure like mona lisa was definitely a conceptual track mm-hmm. and and i feel like maybe now it doesn't feel as conceptual because that's such a part of like what hip-hop took from that's rappers true. like wayne is that now that now that like that's that's a commonplace thing for people to do is create an entire story like that and have two people go back and forth like on some method man red man shit yeah um but yeah so i think that was one of the big things about number three as well and then like like i feel like the one that had the most staying power for me too was three peep Mm -hmm. because obviously it's the intro and that is like setting the stage for the whole album and just his sheer energy and like the ballsiness that he goes in on it with and it feels like because he always talks about how he never writes anything down, right? He never like yeah, he never uses a pad. And I feel like that song in particular is where you really get that vibe from it, that he's really just spitting about whatever he feels. And it it's like he's the legend because when he does just want to say whatever he wants to say, that's what he says. You get a track like three peat and you're like, Okay, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it, kicks it. off
0: You can't get on my level, you will need a space shuttle or a ladder that's
1: forever. However, I'm better if not now than never. Don't you ever fix your lips a letter.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah,
1: and that oh kicks it God. off. That's what he opens it up. And with. you
0: see there's 17 18 songs. And,
1: mm-hmm. like and you're like, oh no.
0: Yeah. Because after like Carter Two was you know another again yeah I'm I'm am the same I never listened to that until way later yeah but that was a very important mixtape as well so that whole concept of the three feet where it's like I'm I just did three in a row I just did this yeah. I'm the mixtape king and even the whole like was Carter Three a mixtape album thing you know what I mean Oh like, it was an album for sure it was an album but it's kind of like coming off of mixtape and then yeah. the transitioning into the albums is yeah it's. It's impressive. <laughs> Absolutely, it's impressive. Yeah, he's and an impressive I appreciate dude. the, uh, you know, people always get at other people for being arrogant and cocky, and I get it. But what I do think, you mean? I think in hip-hop, you know, like with Kanye, for example, you know, people get at him because he's so big-headed. He's so... Um, but I, I just don't I, don't... I don't mind it, especially when it's in something like hip-hop. Like, in graduation-era Kanye, like, he's kind of allowed to just talk his shit and just say... Where he's at, it yeah. That's he backs what, it up. That's and, what rap was built and on, and that's what his rap is. And that's what people I don't think totally understand is that this is you're. It's a competition. If you're an athlete and you say, ah, like I don't think I'm the best, that'd be weird. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I kind of totally think that's agree. the same in hip hop. And I mean, there's a difference between isolating yourself from other people. Um, yeah, I think Hend- Kendrick is someone who does it really well. Where it's like he gets on a track, he's like, I'm the best, but he still has like he doesn't. I mean he beefs with people, but it's just because he's the best. But you know, he has great relationships with other people.
1: Yeah, he definitely has great relationships with other people. I'd say like what was that one? Control with yeah. uh J Electronica. Electronica yeah. yeah. Like that that was an example of him coming out and like being like, Hey, it's open season.
0: Exactly. But he's said, and I I didn't even see it as just dis- I don't think he's saying It wasn't just Hey Big Sean, I hate you no, as no, a no. person, as a no. man. He's just saying, Hey, i'm here yeah i'm trying to be the best you are also popular and i want to beat you take your fans
1: that's that's what makes any art good like i get if people want to rag on kanye now because of like questionable decisions but to say that like somebody in especially in rap but in any art form you're right to compare it to something like being an athlete in any art form i feel like if you feel like you have something to say like it's worth saying right and so if like in rap, it it's crucial that you feel like you want people to hear something. And if you want people to hear something, eventually you're going to think that it's good enough. Right. So I think that that level of competition, like that's what makes it good, dude. That's why I want to listen to it. I don't care about people weeping for like 45 minutes on a I record. Know. Like I want to hear people who have something positive to say about themselves. I want people to consider themselves worth something. And I think that's beautiful, like a beautiful thing. And like to like put down, any artist or, or, or to say that that's like, I don't know, not admirable. Like I can't vibe with that.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like it's just, you know, positivity. Yeah. yeah. And that kind of ties into your project that's coming up. Sure. Yeah. Make you happy, which is, you know, you know, you can obviously speak more to it than I can, but it's a positive thing. You know, it's about taking negative, turning into positive. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I hope so. I mean, it's, it's more, it's definitely I don't know. I think I'd let other people decide if it was positive or not. You know, it's positive for me. And I want to, yeah, definitely, definitely. I, you know, as all good art should be, I think, but Mm -hmm. I definitely just want to make people happy.
0: That's all. That's a a good message to push. (laughs) It is, especially in today's climate. I don't know, it's, there's a lot of sad stuff. Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, there is a lot of hip hop that I do enjoy that is, um, you know, at certain times, you know, or even like R&B, like Mm -hmm. Frank Ocean, like, Sometimes I do just want to be my feelings and just be sad and drive, but I feel you. I don't want to, you know, I'd rather listen to stuff that's going to uplift me and, you know, make me feel good.
1: And I don't necessarily mean to say that because something like, because the vibe of it is sad means that like, it's negative or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Like, I'm not like, when I say it should make you feel positive, like feeling sad can feel like a positive thing. You know, like I, I definitely would never say that it has to be like a happy song to make you feel happy. Like I vibe with all that Yeah, sad stuff true. too, you know? <laughs> that's true. Like fucking make you happy is definitely not like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not, not a yeah. jumpy thing, yeah, man. Yeah, it, you're not going to uh, listen
0: to it and, um, you know, feel, you know, you're not going to be like bouncing to yeah, it. Yeah, it's not know? a club banger for sure. But it's empowering. I hope <laughs> so. It can be empowering. I hope so. For sure. <laughs> so would you say that Carter three? is um your favorite hip-hop album or is it just the one that's influenced you most this is always a tough question because it's like yeah because some some things that like i can think of some albums that have influenced me heavy um and you know the way i've i listen to music and stuff but it might not be my favorite but i guess it's it's tough because it's also time and place thing too Mm -hmm. you know some some things that were my favorite album five years ago just aren't anymore
1: it's not my favorite and i think i have a problem with just the word favorite in general because it feels just so limiting yeah. and like yeah i'm being it's true. pretentious <laughs> No, it's, saying, true, though. it's hard to <laughs> you can't limit me dude don't put me in a box <laughs> um i think that it's like it's like children you know for me like if you love something so much then it's like it i don't know it's just silly to be to consider that you could like pick one of them and say that this one is above another one for me it's true personally
0: and you know different genres and different um different moods yeah absolutely different time periods absolutely like i used to Bump, black parade back in 2007 my chemical romance okay it'll always be in my head as like that's the great one but at the same time i b- I would consider in 2019 for it to be one of my favorite albums cuz i just don't I'm not going to listen to it anymore it's a i get time that. and place kind of thing you know
1: but you never go back and listen to it uh, i do sometimes yeah you got to stuff. there's nothing yeah. wrong with that's that true. Like, <laughs> i also hate that when people like i don't know i feel like some people will take about think about what they're what what they liked in the past and you know something like a my chemical romance or fallout boy or something like that and be like now i can't vibe with that dude but it's like it's the same thing i talked about backstreet boys before like i'll i'll, I'll if i put a backstreet boys song on or if i hear one i'm like
0: i can vi- i don't get why <laughs> people hate
1: on it dude like yeah you can call it cheesy and pop or whatever but it's i don't catchy. know yeah if it makes you feel makes good, you feel good. do it dude. exactly yeah <laughs>
0: that's so true um so would you you know you'd consider yourself more of a mixtape day point fan more than Earlier, later on, Wayne fan? You know... Like, what's your... What would you... Like, this one's your favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have other Wayne projects that...
1: Yeah, I'd have to Google the name of the one that I just... He
0: said so much. And I probably have not heard 75% of his discography. (laughs) That's...
1: Like, yeah, no, because I keep, like... Because I just do it on Spotify now, right? So I can't remember... Like I'll just run through his whole discography, but there was one that came out, and he did remixes of like all the oh. l- all the Vert songs that was and a couple Kendrick right? ones. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that, it was a
0: dedication.
1: Okay, yeah, D six. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, dedication yes. six. Yeah, of course. Oh yeah, that was recent. That um, was good. I really I hope that. all the Wayne fans didn't just stop listening. When I was <laughs> trying to fish for that name. Um, yeah, D six was fire uh hearing him redo like all the you know big blockbuster songs from the younger kids right now like that was so cool to me and uh another thing too about people trying to do that like Flocka's um now I'm not gonna remember what the Flocka one was but he he did something similar to that Mm -hmm. a couple years ago and uh sometimes rappers will hop on you know the popular beats like Johnny Lucas is is pretty bad for this like he'll hop on he hopped on gucci gang and it's just like tearing yes. up lil pump right yeah. and it's like cool it's a good song like i love the song i love joiner um but i appreciate that lil wayne can hop on some remixes like that and like make it his own thing as opposed to just like a direct attack mm-hmm. on somebody
0: i do find that kind of corny like yeah like i like i you know a guy like M. Marshall Mattis LP for me and you know his first three really yeah, yeah. Then, you know, are like some of my favorite hip hop albums and then even something like Relapse I thought was pretty slept on I liked Relapse quite a bit yes. but um, you know M is just in this place now where he just seems like a that good angry old guy it's and I know place. he. no one's doubting his ability to st- well I mean people are I think he can still rap, and I think on Kamikaze, I, you know, he showed, you know, with his flows, his cadences, cadence, shut up. Um, <laughs> I was <it> waiting was, <laughs> to hear when we'd say that. <laughs> um, it, you know, I, I'm, I still believe in the guy, but like, it's just, I don't know. Like, revival was just bad because it just the songs were just bad, the beats are bad, the a lot of the content was just bad. The I just, beats are horrible. I just didn't vibe with it. The hooks are bad. He's got to get these pop singers off of his hooks because it just doesn't work in my opinion. Um, but kamikaze was like, okay, like at least he's rapping, but it's like when ninety percent maybe not ninety, but half of the half of the material on the album is just him just attacking these guys. And it's always this weird like thing of him being like, Well, like I you know, it's just not for me. But like also they're ruining hip hop. But like, you know, I understand why people like it, but also it's just
1: I don't know. I need people to stop saying Stop talking about ruining hip hop.
0: I know, like, just don't listen to it if you're yeah. not, you know. Why do you have to like? It's not really affecting M and his life. Like, no. And are people really gonna like? Wow, M, you're this, you're this prophet, and we're gonna now suddenly just go back and listen. Let's turn off Lil Pump and Lil Zan and whoever else, and let's just go back and listen to all the classics now because you're telling us to.
1: Yeah, and that's yeah, that's a really good point. And I mean, like, I need. Other than just rappers to be like, I'm gonna save the game or whatever, which is cool. If you can make a good song out of it, there've been plenty of yeah. good songs like that. And if 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 you feel you're in the position to do that, go for it. If it's gonna help you be a better artist, go for it. That's awesome. But especially like you're right about M's talking about <laughs> like making fun of Lil Pump and Lil Xan. And it's like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna rip those guys up so that people will just like come to this crazy realization that you're right eminem is the greatest and we should start <laughs> listening to these people who are the biggest artists in the world right now like and having said that like i appreciate that that's for sure who eminem is at his core like he always was oh, the person to come like out that, and yeah. say like just nah, attacking people yeah exactly which is cool like he you know he's easily i don't want to say the best diss rapper of all time but like he's definitely up there yeah Um, But definitely, like, just, you know, in a response to the whole revival drop, like, that was another situation of where I need people to, like, stop saying that, like, when people release albums like that, it means that hip-hop is over. Yeah. You know? Just in general, I feel like, especially when, like... You, you'll have it on that side where you, you'll have like a king like that drop something and maybe it's like a, got a lukewarm or maybe a very negative response. And then you also have people saying hip hop's dead when you have somebody like um, Zan drop an album and it's awesome and people love it. And it's like, no, that's not real hip hop, dude. Hey, yeah. let's not gatekeep hip hop. Yeah, right.
0: Annoying. It's really annoying. Really annoying. Because there's different. It doesn't have to be. This huge lyrical thing every time, and it never um, was. it never like okay it it was but there's a always, portion of there's it there's all like all the bling rap like it's pretty much the same thing it's For just sure. a little bit of a different sound like a trap thing dirty south but let's be real like you know they're rapping about similar things yeah it's not this huge technical prowess a lot of the time and they know that like I don't think you know Lil Pump thinks that he's this
1: Shakespeare <laughs> probably <Yeah>. not. <laughs> If he does, cool. But just listen to what you want to listen to. Like, yeah. that's the vibe that I can vibe with. Yeah,
0: I know. So that's something with M that's annoying me. And even the Absolutely. whole re- on Kamikaze, him trying to make it seem like, oh, well, people didn't like Revival because you just didn't get it. Like, you, everybody's just too yeah, stupid to understand. That's and I'm not like, a good argument. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> so is Wayne, would you say he's, like, your favorite rapper?
1: No. 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 no.
0: And again, that's another difficult thing, yeah. favorite rapper, because it, it would would change do you have like a top five? Oh
1: man <laughs> you gotta let me write these down I know, before i, I know, come I in I here i got a funny brain man no um, no
0: top fives you just have just guys that you've uh yeah five like with. i can
1: tell you who i'm listening to lately Yeah. like i'll Let's bump with uh so ski the slump god stokely amazing amazing yeah. stuff like i was so blown away like i hopped onto x back in the day mm-hmm. and then very quickly started like checking out like wi-fi's funeral ski mask and then when i found ski mask i was like i've never heard anything like this before in my life he's wild he's wild i I just love the flows i can't think of another rapper that sounds like him or talks about what he talks about like talking about in in a rap song talking about peter griffin's fat stomach (laughs) like i'm like hey what you know it's so that he's fun um like yeah, you know, obviously Mac Miller uh, was a big one. Yeah. Obviously, still is. Uh, that was another one for sure. Like best day ever. Was, yeah. Was like
0: oh yeah, back in that would have been high school, I guess. For yeah. Most of us. And I remember when when that came out, and you know it was um, songs like Knock Knock and um, like Up All Night and sure. things like Donald Trump, all those. things. Sure. And I remember being like, "This is cool," and I'm like, and I think that was just when I was like getting into like my cool hip hop phase, yeah. and it was around Good Kid, I think. Okay. In Mad City. And I was like, this is cool, but like, it's all frat rap and like, it's whatever. And it wasn't until no. watching movies with the sound off that I'm like, oh, this guy. And then he had like Good AM, which I love. Yeah. Find Feminine was cool. And then Swimming was great too. Yeah. Feminine
1: um, was cool. I feel like that got stuffed on a little bit. Yeah, it
0: did. But I just think his progression was really interesting too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: F- yeah. Talk about somebody who grew with their music, right? Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was kind of deciding between Carter three and best day ever for me mm-hmm. um, for this specifically, because I don't pick favorite albums yeah. because I'm that guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's another one of those situations where it was definitely time and place. And then another situation where it was like, I'm listening to these when I'm making memories. And I think that so many people in our generation feel the same way about Mac Miller. And we're like, yeah, and he, he, like who he was as a person like he's talking about frat rap right mm-hmm. um which i get because that guy um asher roth yeah was, no, was about the same time yeah he was kind of popping them. at the same I love time college. too. and i love college was a banger i don't care if anybody wants oh, to say otherwise oh, now 100%. that you're just too cool no, for that no, no, no. that was a banger but uh Easily. in general like i i couldn't get down with him like the rest of him, yeah, um, but Mac, for sure, was like one of those people that I was like, you know, you're speaking to me, you know, like having yeah. that vibe of of just like feeling a connection. like that's so important that you can feel a connection with an artist like yeah. that. And Mac was one of those people. So best day ever and and Carter
0: three for sure, yeah, for sure. That's sweet, and yeah, like there's just a that's a thing as people say. Hip hop's dead, whatever. But there's so many like good young dudes, and I mean it's yeah. it's tough because you look at the XL, you know, double um, XL freshman list, and it's like, well, yeah, okay. But then there's a lot of good young guys. I guess Ski, I think Ski was actually on that list. Yeah, he was. Yeah. There was
1: a there was like a two year period where the XXL list, I feel like people were really quick to hate on, and uh, like there was one that was like um, designer and like yachty and like a couple other people and yeah, then a and year uzi. later yeah and like uzi and then like a year later these are the biggest artists in the world mm-hmm. and uh yeah so that just kind of goes back to the whole like saying hip-hop's dead yeah. or whatever when you have these different artists um but yeah other than that like uh you know ski mask uh denzel curry is a big one taboo was my favorite album taboo's Amazing, fire
0: easily taboo's but imperial is, fire. is yeah i've i've yeah, Imperial was sick too, but I really, really enjoyed Taboo. Mm-hmm. Like, I was blown away by it.
1: Another one that I'm rocking with right now is uh, this guy called Prof. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of mm-hmm. him, but he was big, like, around 2014, 2015. Okay. Um, and I don't know. Oh, he's from, uh, like, Minneapolis or, or Minnesota or something. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> but he's he's one of the coolest dudes, and he just has a lot of fun on his records. And he has some really cool videos too. Oh, okay. I'll we'll have to y'all, check him out Yeah, for sure. y'all should check him out. Yeah. P R O F like professor. Oh, okay. He's a cool guy. I dig it. I dig it. He was on Sway and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah I'll have to check him out. Yeah, and like w- with the double XL, you know, people always look at the guys who are like, oh, not lyrical, and they they crap on them. But there's a lot of like, real, you know, talented dude. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying like guy like yadi isn't talented, but you know, a guy like Jid is like, i really really oh my gosh, like DiCaprio too. I've been.
1: Where did he come to. from? Hey, I know. Like, what lab did he walk out of? Right.
0: And I hear like, you know the the whole um, I, I hear a lot of arguments about well wow, like he's kind of drowning his in his influences a bit and he sounds too much like Kendrick and I'm like but no he you nah. can, you can I don't know he, he's distinctive enough yeah for
1: me no nah, I wouldn't listen I just enjoy
0: like different when people um you know have different flows and really just try to push themselves with different even if it doesn't work and that's why back to Kanye I always liked Kanye because it's yeah. like even if um you know every album is just so different. And even if something didn't really work, at least he tried it. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. I appreciate that. Talk about experimental. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Noah, thank you for joining me today.
1: You're welcome, John. Thank you for having me. So when does your album
0: come out? February 26th. Okay. And it's a visual album. It is a visual album. And you have one one song from it now or two?
1: There's one single out right now, but I'm just putting out music in the meantime.
0: I dig it. Yeah. So follow it on, like it on Facebook. Yeah. You can like me on Facebook
1: at myhnarco.com. And you can go on Instagram and find me at narcothebeat. the beat, or know. just check out my website noacote.com. It's all there, baby. It has all
0: the songs there. Yeah. Boom. Carter three. Done. Classic album. Thanks, John. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today, and I want to give a big thank you to Noah for joining me today. Be sure to watch out for his new visual album, Make You Happy, coming out this month, and like his Facebook page at Make You Happy, and follow him on Instagram at NarcoTheBeat. Enter in our new giveaway today, and you can win a brand new vinyl copy of Pink Floyd's Wish You Were Here, and $50 towards Into The Music. All you have to do is follow Cadence on Instagram at Cadence Podcast, and like our giveaway post. Thank you so much again for listening, and we'll see you next week.